How is Vicky doing in Korea? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to After Hour Happy Hour. We are your chaotic but cathartic co-hosts. I'm Jamila. I'm Vicky. I'm Sharon. And for today, we are back with part two of Vicky's journey in Korea. So we are just going to be checking in to how she's doing. You know, she's about two months into Korea now. Around. Yeah. But before we get started, how about we just do a quick, quick recap of why is Vicky in Korea? I'm here because I'm teaching English for one year. And so I'm living here full time. (laughs) And for anyone who's interested in learning more, watch Vicky Goes to Korea Part 1. Can we just say that because we wanted to film this, they have no idea what's been going on in my life. Every time I ask in our team meeting, like, Vicky, how's blah, 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 Jam's like, we talk about it in the episode. I'm like, I just want us to have the genuine real-time reactions, you know? I guess first question, how is Korea, Vicky? I really enjoy it, but I think the biggest part of why I'm enjoying it so much and how like I adjusted so quickly is I literally looked up every horror story that could happen if you move to Korea, like my situation. So then when I came here, I had the lowest expectation and had all these like paranoias coming in and then everything just exponentially exceeded my expectations. So then I adjusted really quickly. I don't even feel like I'm here in Korea. It feels like I'm still in America basically because my life is like very parallel, but I just have more freedom. What are these paranoias? Yeah, what were these horror stories that you read? Like my school wasn't like actually a school or all the schools treat you really poorly or your apartment's a lot shittier than the pictures that they show you. So less about Korea, just more about like the school system kind of. Oh yeah. I think Korea also in general, it was what I was expected. I came in without this whole like glorified outlook of Korea. I kind of knew what to expect and I was like, oh, I'm not looking for like K-pop idols all the time and like aesthetic cafes everywhere I go, even though that's a thing. But like I wasn't looking for this glorified life in Korea, so I wasn't disappointed If anything, I'm like shook at how nice everything is. Wow. Have you even been exploring though? Yes and no. The only like touristy thing that I've been to is the Star Library, which is in the Coex Mall. And that's the most touristy thing that I've done. I haven't gone to like the palace. I haven't gone to Namsan Tower, which is also another. No. Jamila. <laughs> no. It's like a really famous tower. I've passed by the Han River a lot because the subways that I take, I like have to cross the river, but I haven't been there officially, officially. So I don't think I've done a lot of touristy things. I've done a lot of local things. I would like you to meet a boy and go to Han Lever and take a picnic there. And for anyone who gets the Han Lever reference, <laughs> you're a gossip <laughs> fan. <Yeah. laughs> I clearly don't get it. (laughs) Do you just speak in English and hope for the best that someone speaks it? 
Yep. See, my my thing is I have two teachers that I hang out with a lot because they live in the same building as me and they've both been here for a really long time. So they know Korean. And so any place that is new that we go to, I'm normally always with them. And so they kind of like show me, oh, this is what you do here. Da, 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 da. And then I go back on my own after that. And I already know like, oh, okay, to order, I need to do this. If I need to find this, I do this. So then I technically don't even need to speak sometimes because i just do <laughs> yeah i feel like in a lot of restaurants they have the machines where you can just order you don't even have to talk to a person which is perfect yeah, for you i love it <laughs> if you ask me now what's the best invention there is in current modern times it's that it's funny because sometimes i don't even know what i'm ordering <laughs> Yeah, you just press random buttons and <laughs> then it just pops out and whether you like it or not, you got to deal with it. Yep. So there's a cafe that I live like three minutes from that I go to all the time. And every time I'm there, I don't know what's on the menu. So the only thing I know how to order is an ice Americano because that's basically black coffee. And that's normally what I drink. And then one day I was like, let me be fancy and I'll get a caramel macchiato. And so I went up to the place and this she knows my drink already and normally she has has it already inputted into the screen and so i was like oh no can i get an iced caramel macchiato and then she was like oh okay and then she asked me again she's like you want it iced and i was like that's weird that she has to ask me that and i was like yeah and so i sat down and i was like doing my work and then she called my order and i looked at it and it was clear and i was like why is it caramel macchiato clear and then i picked up the drink and i realized she gave me a chamomile tea iced <laughs> And that's why she looked at me so weird. She was like, why is this bitch drinking tea iced? <laughs> and I was like too afraid to say anything. So I was like, yeah, I'll just drink this iced tea. <laughs> oh, because caramel macchiato, caramel so, milk yeah, tea. I think she just heard the beginning part. Was it good? No. <laughs> it was oh, literally no. water. <laughs> How do you say caramel macchiato in like a Korean accent? Caramel macchiato. Camomile tea. Are you sure they had a caramel macchiato on the menu, Vicky? I would Isn't it English? Nope. Oh. Yeah, some stores, like if it's a chain store, especially around my school, because my school is known to be like an English Hagwan area. So then a lot of the places would have English. But then where I live, which is around like 20 minutes away from my school, isn't very English dominated area. So then a lot of places is just Korean. Well, hopefully um, you expand your ordering skills in Korean. I bought like five different books. Have I touched any of them? Not really. <laughs> As Jackson has said, you only learn by the books for like a year or you really learn by dating. So Vicky, date. Well, <laughs> that's not looking so hot right now. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, well, I downloaded something no, and no. I met someone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is it all of it just like, <laughs> yeah, so fucking weird. Dude, dating. Okay, so I feel like I told you guys this, but then during quarantine, I did download Tinder. I'm not a dating app 
person just because I can't do the whole process of small talk and leading up to like, oh, should we meet up and like all these things. I don't know why. One, because I haven't had small talk in like 50 freaking years, but also I just have no patience for it. I think that's the one thing that I don't have the patience for is like swiping and then like, oh, maybe this guy's cute. Let's see like what else can I find out about him and like doing all of that. So I had it for one day <laughs> during quarantine and then I deleted the app. But was Korean Tinder what TikTok so basically all the Korean TikTok, Tinder things that we see, just a compilation of very good looking men. Yeah. But also like all the people who are on TikTok talking about all these men, like I can see it, but it's not always. I don't know if it's because I'm in a random area or something, but like they're kind of weird. There's a lot of like, oh, I just want to have a friends with benefits or like not looking for anything serious just to like have sex and shit. And I'm like, wow. My hope for you is, you know, you're studying at a coffee shop, you become a local, and people recognize you, and a, a beautiful, tall man. That's just exactly what I told her. I said, if you are regular at a coffee shop, look for ugler, uh, ugler, <laughs> other, <laughs> other regulars at the coffee shop. And if you don't see regulars at one coffee shop, move to the next coffee shop until you see regular men there. Yeah, last time Vicky sent us a Snapchat of three men sitting around her and she was like, I'm just gonna do my thing and like fall in love with one of them. And by fall in love with them, I mean sit here and do absolutely nothing and just hope one of them comes up to me. I was like, when did she stop yeah. with that? She, she did, yeah, right? I did. Dude, it was funny because in the whole cafe, it was just me and then it was a guy, a guy, and a guy. And all of them were pretty good looking and I saw their faces because they had their masks off to drink a drink and I was like, wow. This is my time to shine. Let me pull the Jackson be like, Hello, Anya Haseo. Hello, Anya Haseo. Because they're all there to study, and sometimes I want I get nosy and I try to see what they study, and I'm like, Are you studying English? I can help you. <laughs> but that's also another thing is because I'm in like an education district, like a school district, basically. I'm older than all the people here. It's fine. You could be a Nuna. <laughs> and you don't look like that either, so it's fine. <laughs> I don't look it, but I am older. It's like weird, especially around my school area where I see all these guys who are like ginormous because men here apparently just drink different water than Americans because they're so tall. And they're probably in high school still and they're so much taller. And I'm just like, wow, I'm older than you, but you're so tall. Well, you know, you cringe at the thought of calling someone oppa, so maybe you need a man to call you Nuna. <laughs> no, no. I would like neither. See, I feel like I'm at this point where even if an opportunity presents itself, I turn it away. That's how, I don't, how much I don't want to date. So if Jay Park got presented on a silver platter to you, are you going to turn it away? <laughs> Is that a question, Janela? <laughs> there are exceptions. Maybe two exceptions, yes. But are they ever going to happen? No. Next question was, how is teaching and how are your kids? Bro, I literally called my mom. And one of the first things I told her was like, the best form of birth control is to be a teacher. Like, I didn't want kids before. This just confirmed that I'm not having kids. But you love kids, just not of your own. Yeah. I like kids and I like my students, but at the same time, I would like to murder them. Kids here are not as good as you think they are. Because in America, 
all the Asian kids are good, basically. Like, we behave, we are obedient, we listen, we do what we're told. But because here, all of them are Asian. So in my standards, they're bad because for people who don't understand, it's like, I teach a private school and that means that I teach after school. So they have regular nine to one. And then after that, they come to my school, which is private tutoring essentially or hogwans. And so like, it's not my job to teach them how to behave or anything. Their school teacher or whatever, and even their parents are the ones who are supposed to tell them how to behave and stuff. But some of these kids are like in that phase where they want to test you. And it's always the boys and always the smartest kid in the class. And I just, like, for example, I have a kid who is so, so smart. He's like maybe around first grade, I would say. And so we have a bunch of kids who had like broken arms and legs at our school. So then our principal was like, oh, we need to be careful because we don't want that sounds so violent. <laughs> they like just injure themselves. <laughs> so then our principal was like, oh, we need to be more safe because we can't have more broken arms and legs. And so I like tell them they can't tilt their chair back because if they fall, they're going to hurt themselves. And he <laughs> is one of those kids who always does that. And I'm like, I love doing that. Why do I feel like Jamila would fit right in? Wait, as a 23-year-old? <laughs> Both. I feel like Jamila would be one of my troubling kids. Just be like, oh, that's funny. Let me do that. <laughs> Anyways, it's triggering because his name is <laughs> So then I'm like, bruh, <laughs> of course your name would be <laughs> For context, if we're going to cut out my ex's name, this kid is my ex's name. So every time I yell at him, it triggers a part of me because I'm like, I'm yelling at my ex. <laughs> So I'm like, put all your chair legs on the ground. And he's like, okay, teacher. And then I turn around and right on the board, turn back around. He's tilting his chair again. I'm like, if you don't want to sit in your chair properly, you could sit in the principal's office. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he puts it down. And then he was looking at me and I was looking at him for like a solid 10 seconds. And then he tilted up just a little tiny bit just to test me. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, don't want to kick you out because it's your class time. But like, you're really testing my patience right now. <laughs> I feel like this kid was just sent to make your life harder. And he's the type of kid where he likes to be egg-yo to like ask for forgiveness. So then he would Aww. do something really bad. And then when it's break time, he'd be like, teacher, I really like you and you're my favorite and things like that. And I'm like, fuck you. You're not behaving in class. I don't care. <laughs> oh my God. The same kid one day. I was wearing a different mask. And so he came up to me and was like, teacher, you kind of look different today. And I knew he was going to say some dumb shit. So I didn't want to ask what. I was just like, oh, really? Thank you. You could go back to your seat now. And he was like, um, I think you look um, a little bit uglier today. <laughs> and I was so shook that he said uglier. Not even ugly. Uglier. And I was like... Did you just say that? And I didn't even like have the time to feel offended. All I could say was, that's mean. You don't say that to other people. And I was just, that's like all I said. Because <laughs> I was like shook. And I was like, this fucking eight-year-old just roasted me. <laughs> You're beautiful, baby. It's it was okay. like, I, I wanted to laugh, but I couldn't because I'm like, if I laugh, it's encouraging him. So I was like, don't say that. <laughs> you see the worst one? No, I have another kid. He's older. Another story that I wanted to tell you guys. 
it's pretty bad, not in the sense that like he misbehaves. He just talks a lot and he constantly, every five seconds go, teacher, 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 teacher. I never thought I'd hate the word more, okay? Like I, I'm triggered now when I hear teacher. But then he just calls my name every five seconds, never does his work because he's too busy talking. And so I have to yell at him all the time. But he's like 13, I think, probably around that age. His whole class is around that age. And so there's two floors. And for his class during his day, I have to like go downstairs to his classroom. And if the teacher who's teaching him before me is still teaching, I just wait outside. And so I'm waiting and the door is like on my left. And so I'm just waiting. And then he comes out of the classroom. And normally they go to the library or like, you know, have a little break before whatever. Suddenly, all I see is two hands with me against the wall. And I'm in between his arms. And I was like, you are neither the age or face that I want you to be doing this to me. And I was so fucking shook that I literally just stood there. And I was like, what are you doing? And another kid had to get his arm and was like, move. What are you doing to the teacher? Because I was so shook that he just did that to me walking out of the class. I didn't have time to react and be like, get the fuck away from me. Is he traveler with you? Bro, I don't know what he was trying to do, but I was like, what is going on? You can get hit on by a 13-year-old. That's when the testosterones are kicking in. I was a little disturbed. <laughs> Those were the two stories that I wanted to tell you guys the day it happened, because I was like, what the fuck just happened? I feel like if Vicky was me and Sharon's teachers, Sharon would be the sweetheart. I can see that. You don't think so, Sharon? Are you a bad student? No. I was just talkative. And then in third grade, I got in trouble because I threw sand in the air. I told you guys, right? No. I threw sand in the air when it was windy. It's not my fault it was windy and it got in someone's eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I got in trouble for that. Get out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just in case she's not the sweetheart. I'm the best kid out of the three of you guys. What the heck? I don't know why it's a thing. I threw oranges up on the wall (laughs) during lunch once. And I spent my last week of fifth grade in detention of the principal. Oh, well, I'm glad you're enjoying it to some extent. It's kind of fun. I enjoy being mm-hmm. a teacher. Oh my god, you know what the best thing is? You guys are going to laugh. One of the best things is when I teach like the younger classes, sometimes if I'm feeling nice, I'm like, yes, you can erase my board for me because I love being like the teacher's pet. So then when class ends and I'm too lazy, I'm just like, oh, hey, you want to erase the board? And they get so, 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 so excited. And so they would erase the board. And then all I hear behind me is the sound of a kid jumping up and down to reach the top of the board because they can't reach it. So then I get to turn around and be like, it's okay. I got it. And taking the razor from them and erasing it because I'm tall enough. <laughs> See, this is only a Vicky thing because she's only 4'11". It's such a power trip when I just go, give it to me. I got it. <laughs> this is what Vicky feels powerful on. <laughs> Wait, how many classes do you teach? I teach six classes a day, and then Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, I have six classes. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have a different six classes. So I have around 100 students. Whole. Every single class is a different curriculum? Yeah. Oh. So I have like 12 different sets of books to teach from, basically. Dang. Dang. I know you start in the afternoon, but what time do you end again? Monday, Wednesday, Friday, around 7.30. And then Tuesdays, Thursdays, I end 8.05. But then I start later those days. Damn. Have you adopted to the Korean fashion yet? 
Oh, 100%. Every time I post like an outfit pic on my story, so many people would come and be like, you look so Korean. And I'm like, really? Yeah. I feel like I I just dressed differently now compared to at home. But then everyone's been saying I look very Korean. A lot of my students think I'm Korean. I was going to say earlier, it probably helps that you're Asian, but that's probably why you have a pretty good experience too. No, yeah. Oh, I know for a fact that my students treat me a little better because they see that I'm Asian. Yeah. It's crazy because they think that America is literally only just white people. So when I tell them I'm American, they're like, how are you American? You're not white. And so like in their books, sometimes in their textbooks, they have some Spanish words. And like one time there was a word that it's like abuela, like in a story. And so I told them what it means. And they're like, teacher, how do you know that? And I'm like, oh, it's Spanish. They're like, you speak Spanish? And I'm like, no, it's just common because America has different types of people and you kind of know certain things. And they're like, what? And it was like a whole lesson of telling them, yeah, America's not just white people. Like I'm from America, but I am Chinese and like having to teach them those things because they don't know. It's kind of crazy. Is that your teacher voice? No, I think I'm meaner and more monotoned. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Have you been out to, is it called Itaewon? Oh, I've been to Itaewon and Hongdae, which is like the two most like foreign areas. Hongdae is like the area where all the clubs are. And then Itaewon is the area where it's all foreigners. And so I've been to both of those for food that's not Korean. <laughs> I think the biggest thing that I feel like people glorify is everywhere in Korea looks so fun and like cool and aesthetic and stuff but that's not the case it's like certain streets and even just that certain place is very cool looking but then everywhere else is just like basic houses or like offices and stuff and it doesn't look as touristy and like oh cool like city life stuff and you have to walk a lot to get like a certain amount of places that look cool enough for picture opportunities any big culture shocks? The amount of staring. In America, when you make eye contact with people, you look away. That's like common courtesy because it's awkward, but they just stare. And there is no personal space, even during COVID. Literally a whole ass sidewalk, right? There's one time I was standing there waiting for a stoplight. I was waiting for a stoplight to turn green and old man just walking by and he's literally, I can smell him close and there's a whole sidewalk. And while he is walking, he is looking at me. Like I'm sitting this way to cross and he's walking like this. So the whole time he's walking in front of me and just looking at me. So I, at that point, it was, I was so used to like them staring that I literally stared back and I was like, do you need something? Like, why are you staring at me? And he's like walking to his taxi. I'm just like, that's so weird that like, they don't get awkward with eye contact. That's one thing. Oh, I was going to say couple culture here. I can see why like K-pop stars or like anyone in Korea and maybe Asia in general, like why people are like, oh, I need to get married as soon as possible. Or like, I'm so lonely. Literally everything is about couples. Everywhere you go, no one is by themselves. They're either with friends or dating. Or if you go to stores and you buy stuff, everything is like a one plus one sale because like couples. And I'm just like, I'll take both of them. It's fine. 
The worst is when I'm trying to get somewhere and couples cannot let go of each other to make room. Like they refuse oh. to like let go of someone's hand and I'm just like, are you going to die if you let go of her hand for five seconds? She's not going to disappear. <laughs> like let go of her hand so I can walk yeah. by and then you guys could do whatever you want. But no. Even like on the subways, normally guys don't sit and they let the girls sit and they'll stand in front of them. And then you'll see them like they're literally one is standing, one is sitting and they'll just hold like a finger and just like let it hang. And I'm like, how is that comfortable? <laughs> like, are you okay? <laughs> but there's a lot of like politenessness that I like chivalry that I appreciate because mm -hmm. of that. Like a lot of times I've had guys get up from their seats so I can sit and I'm just like, oh, that's really nice. Now that you're in Korea, apart from your family, what do you miss most? I know it's us. It, it's just, yeah. Now I don't even want to say it anymore. I'm like, move on. <laughs> okay, it was along the same lines, but it's like a connection with people, the way we know each other. I feel like I am not used to the fact that like I don't know these people and I'm just getting to know them. And so it takes time to like adapt to people and like get to know them and stuff. So I kind of miss that like comfortableness that I have with like you guys or my family because with all the people that I meet, there's a certain distance that you have in the beginning of a relationship with anybody. And I just don't like that. So I'm like, just be comfortable. Is it because you also think or know that it's more temporary? That too. Yeah, I feel like I can't open up too much. I don't think I would open too much. Like one of the girls that I hang out with the most, she's going to finish up her contract in August and she's going to move to another school. So I'm just like, oh, like the, a lot of these are just like temporary relationships, even though like I'm sure we can be friends afterwards and stuff, but there's still that like oh, I am not going to be here for long and I'm going to go back to America and like, I don't know what you're going to do and stuff like that. So that's mm -hmm. kind of weird. But I'm trying to get better with that mindset, especially like living situation. Before I was like, well, I, don't, I shouldn't buy all these things or like I shouldn't, you know, settle in into my house. But then when I think about it, I'm just like, I'm going to be here for a year. And if anything, I'll just throw stuff away or sell it. Like, I don't see why I shouldn't get comfortable here. So, you know, with your teaching, there's a possibility of you wanting to maybe extend your contract. So now, do you think you would extend it for another year or do you see Korea as a place you could reside in? Yes, because COVID has like stopped a lot of things. Like I haven't been clubbing or like street performances, staying out pretty late. And generally those type of experiences I haven't gone to do because of COVID. But then mm. another thing is just like, learning Korean I feel like this first year would be like just struggling and kind of learning and the second year is kind of when I'm like fully I'm living here yeah I think I really enjoy it here and I can see living here well see us in Korea 2020 I don't know one sometime 2021 yeah yeah for anyone who does who doesn't know or who's wondering like why we're so eager to see each other is because we haven't been together as a trio since july of 2019 <gasps> it's almost two so that's years why we're very eager that's why when you look at all of our pictures together they're the same ones every single time <laughs> well that's my experience so far in korea if you want to learn more as jan said watch part one and then watch this one and that's all we got for you hope you enjoyed <laughs>